and Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 129 of There's No Place Like Terra, Stargate First Watch Rewatch Podcast. I am Nixie. And I'm Grace, and today we're going over season six, episode 19, The Changeling, aka Physical Emotions. Phys- I feel like that's an 80s song. Yeah. Physical <laughs> Emotions. Like, I bet that is a line in an 80s I'm song. I'm sure it's got to okay. be somewhere. I want to quickly explain the line to people. Okay. I'm going to take a 30 minute, 30 second. For, for those of you who are not Patreons and did not see the short video that the we tiny, posted tiny today. The short video. So, um, we are not doing a video recording today for the patrons, um, but we are doing this the audio cast because we love it. Um, and also, we're not doing the video because Grace feels like shit right now, guys. Um. And it's it's harder to see on an audio <laughs> podcast that I don't feel well. Because um, you can't see. On top of the fact that it's invisible illnesses. Uh, I'm not feeling great. I, I, I do have a couple of um, chronic uh, illnesses that I live with. Um, and so in in our little short video podcast that explained why we don't do, yeah. do a video podcast this week, uh, I kind of just asked everyone, look, take this opportunity to take care of yourselves Um make sure that you're feeling okay and to reach out to the people in your life who may or may not be feeling okay regardless of whether you can see it or not because invisible illnesses invisible illnesses and stress related induction and stress induced and physical physical emotions emotions. (laughs) which i give full credit to nixie for that line um which also really fits into the change it works so perfectly for this episode physical emotions uh holy crap uh, that's where the eight. I knew came from. as soon, like last week, when I was like, "Well, next episode is the Changeling," and I went basically. Chris Judge wrote this episode for Grace to have feels at. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, you like feels? I will give you some." There's feels. like at least four times where she yelled at the TV. Yeah. She needed Definitely. to cuddle Kaylee as an emotional support yeah, dog. I did. I did grab Kaylee and forced her into a job that she's like, I've never applied for this job. I don't know that I'm qualified for this job, but I'm here doing it now. She's like, I am Slytherin. This is yeah. not what I do. Yeah. Go find you a Hufflepuff go, to hug. Your Hufflepuff's at home. Yeah. <laughs> go. Uh, yeah. If Where's that, your Stormy? Yeah. I think he's actually a Gryffindor, but totally. He's absolutely well, he's, my I little. think he's He's a, a Huffledore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we do, we are dog sitting a dog right now who is full on Hufflepuff. Full Hufflepuff. The sweetest pit bull in the world. With the biggest grin I've, like, pit bulls already have a giant grin. Yeah. But this grin on this pit bull is yeah. like, there's, it's somehow, it's like he has extra, he has a longer snout just for extra just grin. Just for extra grin. Yeah, just for the, some extra smile space. Yeah. Um, they're good boys. Um, anyway, yeah. the Changeling, a.k.a. Physical Emotions. Physical Emotions. Let's hit get to it. Alrighty, this first aired on February 5th, 2003. It was written by some guy named Christopher Judge. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's one way to get an awesome, badass story for your character is to write it yourself. Well, here, let me... Nobody knows Teal better than I do. (laughs) So I'm just going to write his story. And and I read... And I think I read on... I think it was a Malozzi blog somewhere. And I could be wrong. That the first... The first go of the story, Chris Judge is just like, here's... 
word vomit. Yeah. Make it pretty. That's your job. There's like no act breaks or like there's yeah. no commercial breaks. Here's my it's entire just... story. Yeah. Here's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> here's like my high school essay of a story, my short story. But damn, it's good. Flash fiction, basically. Yeah, but damn, it is, it's good. It is very good. Um, and it was directed by Martin Wood, and we mm-hmm. get a, a we get a brief Wood cameo. Yay! Um, and so we have basically everyone in guest starring in this uh-huh. episode. We have Tony and Carmen and Peter Williams and Michael Shanks and of yeah. course Janet, which I don't consider Janet a guest star, but no, technically but... she is. Yeah. God damn it, Daniel. <laughs> you just can't get ready yet. So my favorite part of this entire as we're watching this yeah. is Grace was looking down. At the wrong moment. For, like, looking, like, something with Kayla's, and she was just looking down at the exact wrong moment, and I'm looking at her, waiting to see her reaction to and when like, Daniel what? opens the curtains. It. Yeah. <laughs> and she missed it, and I was like, I'm gonna have to rewind. Yeah, just don't look, attention. don't look, and, and, and then pay attention. Don't look, and then just look. And I believe there was, there was some yelling. There was some on. yelling that happened, and we will cross we'll that bridge when we it. get to it. Um, I just also wanted to say, Coquitlam is a Coquitlam. real place. Yes. Um, it is the where you can tell on the badges of where I'm pretty sure they just went to a firehouse in Coquitlam. Yeah. It's uh it's right in the Vancouver area. Like oh, that makes sense. It's now. within, you know how Vancouver the area is like cuddled by mountains? Yes. Uh, it's within the mountain cuddle. Oh, I like that. It's a mountain cuddle. <laughs> it's a mountain cuddle. Where do you live? Not in the valley, in the mountain cuddle. In the mountain cuddle. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> That's what valleys are, right? Yeah. Mountain cuddles. <laughs> so we start off in a hospital, mm-hmm. and we're immediately confused, um, because yeah. there's a tilk on an operating table next yep. to some other guy that we don't see on an operating table with Apophis with glowing eyes as a surgeon. A big old nope of apophis It's just all the nope. And it turns out that was just a dream of T. Uh-huh. Who is washing his face and has no tattoo in his forehead. Yeah, I was like, what's happening to Teal? Where's his tattoo? Did somebody fuck up this episode? And he's speaking in a surprisingly colloquial manner yeah. for a Teal. I will tell you that, like, that's how much... I couldn't wrap my brain around this. I was like, did they just fuck up this episode and not give him his forehead tattoo? Somebody I mean, they flipped up. it upside down at one point in the first season. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, and then Proby, who is Jonas, comes yeah. in wanting to make sure T is okay. I've never heard of that word. Proby? I wonder if that's a... Is it a real oh, thing? Oh, yeah. No, it's probationary officer. Well, like, I get what it oh. is short for, but I've never heard that one. Oh, like, really? I've heard, like, rookie, and I've heard yeah, other things. I've heard Proby a number, a number of times. Interesting. I think it depends on, like, like if it's officially called probationary right. officer, they just shorten it to Proby. But, Got yeah, it. it's rookie. Got it. Um... So he, you know, T's just like, go back to sleep. I don't want to talk to you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh... Proby knows that if he was doing what T is doing for his stepfather, he would be, and he gets cut off. Also, let's be really buff and half naked in this episode. In this scene. It's fine. It's fine. Um, And another line that sticks out is when Proby tells T that he's the one that made him feel part of the team. Yeah. Which is a flash forward to the callback that happens at the end of the episode. Um, And... T just really wants Proby to, like, not talk. Just not be here. Just go away from where I am. In my physical space. Mm -hmm. Um, And he looks down to where Junior's pouch usually is. Yeah. And we cut to Teal'c, 
Kelno reaming with all the candles in the goddamn world. Yeah. And just the fire hazard of, of Kelno reaming. There is no junior pouch Kelno there. Kelno means fire hazard. I'm pretty <laughs> sure the translation of Kelno ream means fire candle, candle fire hazard. Yeah. I like it. Um, but yeah, there's no junior pouch there either. And credits. What's so happening? What exactly are you thinking at this point, Grace? I don't know what the fuck's <laughs> happening. I'm literally like, what's what's happening? Why is this happening? I'm very confused. Are we undercover? How did they cover his tattoo? Like, I, yeah, I just, I, I did have some trouble wrapping my brain around this one. So as we come back, Sam is picking dessert out in the commissary, <laughs> and there's no she's blue jello to be found, so she gets nothing. She's studying, like, these plates of fruit cups, which, not very appetizing. No. They're just like, here's a, a it's slop. It's like a weird custard one, too. Yeah, a slop of dessert for you. There's yeah, no blue jello. Dessert slop. Um, and I'm going to make dessert slop one day. Teal, actually, that might be really good, depending <laughs> on how it's made. I'm thinking Nilla wafers and custard. Yeah. Yeah. Some berries thrown on top, make it look real Done. ugly. Dessert. Slop. So they chat up, and Teal comes in, they chat about how he couldn't kill Noreem, and that's actually pretty rare for Teal. Uh, it usually happens when he's recovering from an injury, mm-hmm. although that doesn't make sense because usually wouldn't you want, wouldn't that's your you body need to kill want Noreen. to kill Noreem if yeah. you're recovering from an injury? But yeah, he's thinking of, of something else. Pro- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't kill Noreem, if you will. <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah. Nudge, nudge. My wife was very unsatisfied with my lack of Kelnoreaming. <laughs> so, uh, Teal'c usually isn't fond of Sam's remedy of warm bovine lactose. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I called it bovine lactose, I'd be really grossed out, either. too. But, I mean, the truth is, I don't drink milk. Oh, I I don't drink nearly as much as I used to. I used to go through over a gallon a week on my own. Yikes. But never warm. Yeah, I can't imagine that. I never did warm to help sleep. I'm not a good milk person. I, I, I don't mean, do I'm, it nearly as much anymore. Yeah. But there are still times where I want just an ice cold glass of milk of bovine lactose. I can't wrap my brain around that. Um, but I get it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For uh, It's almond milk all I the way think in our almost, house. I think it, for me it's almost a nostalgia thing at this oh, point gotcha. more than actually enjoying the milk. I Got mean, it. I'll enjoy milk if I'm making other things, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay. I'm much more with Sam's other option of some herbal tea. Yeah, which I noticed. Does she say herbal tea? I swear she, she said herbal tea. She very much might have said herbal tea, but she happens to have a whole, a whole, um, yeah. The, the pori, what's a pori thing? A, a tea pot. pot. Yeah, yeah, a whole pot of the pori thing. A whole pori thing of <laughs> tea. Of herbal tea. I'm, that's what I'm going to now call pots uh, a po- pori thing. Where's my pori thing? <laughs> Maybe he's just preoccupied with the upcoming mission because it could be the, the uh, Jaffa's last real chance after all, she says. And we do an amazing... Like These are the first spin. of the fun ones. Yeah, the first great spin cut shot to the fire station. All of the transitions in this episode are fantastic, and I'm sure we're going to point out a fair amount of them, because yeah. the transitions are outstanding They this really episode. are really fucking cool, yeah. and I love that they're always from... There's only, I think in the whole episode, and this one I think was pointed out to me by boyfriend Jesse, there's only one scene that is not from Tilk's point of view, which is a little weird. It should have been all of them from his point yeah. of view because they're his dream. But for them to go through the entire episode with just one of them not yeah. as his perspective is pretty fucking cool. Well, the other thing I really love about these transitions is that's actually how my dreams transition right. between they're weird just things. Like, and you're here now. Like I go through a door and I'm on a pirate ship or something. Like yeah. that's yeah. the type of weird shit that yeah, happens. So I definitely. really like how they amped that up. 
Um, but uh, yeah, the fire station has Chief O'Neill and Captain Carter and T and Proby, and it all sounds like they're hoping T will reconsider donating one of his kidneys to Bray. Yeah. Um, interesting that they're trying to talk him out of this. Yeah. It, well, because once you know the way the episode ends, yes. it all makes more sense. It does. It does, because it's it's the two halves of his own mind. Right. Saying, like, I we need to stay alive and not it's the, give up. Yeah, our, it's the survival instincts that are like, don't give that away. You need that. Yeah, this is yours now. You don't have two. You don't have two juniors. Yeah, just the one junior. <laughs> um, and Proby has the best new guy apron ever. Uh, yes. We're going to need to make that. We're going to need to make that apron. Uh And I don't know who gets to wear it, but somebody... You know what? One of the new people in our groups. Yeah. Yeah, Anytime we have a new duck. (laughs) So, um... And I love how he tries to say something, and both T and Jack are like, go cook, Proby. That's your job. Grace want eggs. (laughs) Although they bring out, like, cereal and shit. Yeah, that's true. They're like, here, we made you a grapefruit. (laughs) Um, but T's like, look, we've gotten second and third and fourth and fifth opinions on this, and either T does this or Bray dies, which is not an option. Right. And it's already booked. It's the day after tomorrow. Um, and Not the Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Yes. <laughs> to be fair, it's a horrible movie. I love watching that movie. Oh, I'm okay with anything that's got Jake Gyllenhaal in it. Oh, I just love... I mean, we discussed Source Code. This is true. Yeah. I, I, look, I just I could just watch him forever. <laughs> Um, but before they can eat their lovely breakfast of cereal and fruit, the alarm sounds and everyone heads out for an accident. And there is so much awesome stuff about this scene. Yeah. Like the world building they do here just completely naturally. I like want to know from someone who is a firefighter how mm-hmm. true to life this feels. Well, here's the and I would love to hear that, too. I only can imagine it is fairly because it seems pretty obvious they filmed in an actual fire station. That's true, yeah. And I can imagine some of the background people are probably the local firefighters. They're great shots. It feels like the show opening to a fire station exactly. action show. Which, if I remember correctly, RDA was in one at some point. Oh, makes sense. Um, oh, that's that's the other AKA I was going to do for this episode is Stargate 911. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Stargate 911. Um, also, there's a hat. Oh, I love to see, before you get to the hat, I love that we get to see Chris play such a different Teal'c. That's true, yeah. Um, and yeah, even the voice changes. The voice, his mannerisms change every... It's He's like, a lot more relaxed. Yes, which, I mean, being not relaxed is one of the hallmarks of Teal'c. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, in fact, uh, Teal'c's seriousness is part of what I've taken for my Dene character. He's permanently alert. Yeah, <laughs> to the point where I I don't drink during our D&D games. Not yeah. that anyone does anymore, but I, <laughs> because yeah. it's too fucking complicated. Exactly, you can't keep track but of anything. But I was like, I don't already made this decision i'm like i can't because danae's always alert yes and so grace can't be sloppy whereas when i was playing my rogue i was <laughs> slush all the time well, yeah the character is too yeah it works <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be fun when i get to, to bounce between my other character because i have one that's basically like a more mischievous sam yeah versus she's a, a fighter a, a, she's like a fighter weird scientist person yeah 
Well, no, it's in your new guy's a fighter. My new guy is basically, uh, he's a fighter, but he's basically Ronan Dex. To the point where he's named Ronan Dex. To the point where his name is Ronan Dex. <laughs> yeah. And I, his defining characteristic of, is there something to lean against? He's leaning against it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, but anyway. But anyways, there's also a hat on the table in okay. the scene. It's GEMS, J-E-M-S. That's okay. actually the Journal of Emergency Medical Services. It's oh. an actual EMS journal. Oh. And that's still their logo. Nice. Um, I also didn't know that, the, I think it's the first guy that comes down the fire pole is Alan Kovics, which is Amanda's husband. Oh. Yeah. That's really cool. And I think at one of the points. Um, I, I did notice we see Siler. Yes. Siler the fireman. Although that probably should have been Walter opening the door. That's true. That makes yeah. sense. Um, and also in the back here is Mr. Wood, and I'm assuming Siler, and I'm assuming out of sight is the big wrench. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're using it to, you know, wrench open some. It's a slightly smaller wrench. They're taking it with them on yeah. the truck uh-huh. to open a hydrant somewhere. Yes. <laughs> big giant wrench. Um I also think one of the nurses, I think I read one of the nurses later on, is Chris's girlfriend and future oh. wife. Oh. So. Um, okay. So. Yeah. Our fireman. Yes. The calendar is. <laughs> I mean, who's Mr. January? Is it Jack? Or is Jack like a Mr. July? I want to say a cold temperature one. Because yeah. it feels appropriate. Yeah, no. I'm actually thinking October because he's oh. in some costume. Yes. Yeah. I do like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I think that Jonas is definitely Mr. February. Jonas is February, yes. Holding a puppy. Uh-huh. Because with that's the puppy. appropriate. Uh-huh. Um, Teal'c is probably August. Oh, I'm actually going Teal'c is just every other month. <laughs> All of the months. Siler <laughs> uh, gets a short month. Yes, yeah, Siler, you know. He gets like a 30-day month. What, yeah. Is it March? March has 30 days? 30 days has September, September, April, June, and November. Not March. <laughs> okay, fine, he's April. He's April showers. Yeah. yeah. He's got a little coat on. Uh-huh. Maybe an umbrella. Yeah. Um, I feel like Sam gets a day even though she's not a man. She does. She gets her own. She does. She gets her own month. At, I'm at, thinking like August. For some reason. I like August. See, I liked can I just summer take, month. Actually, can I take September for her? Okay. Because that's, that's my Done. birth month. Done. And then um, Walter gets like... <laughs> Walter gets... I'm thinking a good month for Walter. Well, you know what we do is Walter and the cameos all yeah. get one shared one. Uh-huh. Where they're all just kind of like in the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the truck or something. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it's all our extra characters. Uh, the reason I wanted Teal'c for a summer month is because it's like Teal'c's in board shorts. Yeah. Teal'c's in board shorts going, yeah. look at how ripped I am. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He just gets whatever months are left over. Yeah, all of the other months. <laughs> yes. Let's do that. That's the calendar. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> Hammond gets one, too. Hammond, but Hammond just sits at his desk. <laughs> yeah, it's just, that's, I feel like, okay, maybe that's March. Yeah. That's March. It's just Hammond at his desk. Yeah. Maybe on the phone. Yeah, <gasps> maybe with a glass of something. It's Hammond with a glass of bourbon on the phone. Yeah. Like, leaning back in his chair. Yes. Yeah. It's very Sears catalog. It's very Sears catalog. It's also a little archer. Yes. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, His feet may be up. I like it. <laughs> I'm for it. Um, and that is a fireman's calendar of SG911. SG911 fireman's calendar. <laughs> oh, God. I smell a podcast, possibly. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. What's that smell? 
smells like, smells like vodka. It smells like vodka. <laughs> Alrighty, they're on. Uh, so they're all on their way. They dis they radio into dispatch, ETA, all those kind of things. Time for Provy to get his feet wet. Um, and it's a car accident. It's a pretty serious one. It's a head-on collision on an overpass. Yeah, not Sam pretty. is directing all the action that needs to happen, and it's all actioning like a well-oiled machine. Yeah. Um, there's one guy who's thrown from a car. Um, one of the other cars. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to say before we get too far in, yeah. I got hung up on this and I checked the internet. Yeah. And apparently I'm not the only person who does, but both are right. So Sam says ETA is, is five minutes. Yes. So I've always <laughs> known the abbreviation of ETA's estimated time of arrival. Yes. Meaning a time. Okay. So if they left at, you know, 1029, then the ETA is 1036. Gotcha. But there's also... A, a thought that ETA means estimated time to arrival. Okay. So ETA can also mean five minutes. So they're completely interchangeable, but I am not the first person And I think to live I in use that. them interchangeably. Yeah. Because even when someone asks me what the ETA is, I, I'm either, if it's like a round number yeah. and I can do the math quickly, yeah. I'll be like 930, but usually I'm like 10 minutes out. Yeah. And so apparently they're both correct. If anybody else gets hung up, is on this that. a jury rigged versus Jerry rigged situation? Well, it's yeah, it's because <laughs> the abbreviations are E T A, not E T T A or E T O A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. uh, it's estimated time to it all just becomes grammar. Exactly. Estimated time to arrival, estimated time of arrival. Look, the important thing is is that no one says E T A arrival. Yes. That's the important part. ATM machine. I'm looking at DC you, ATM Comics. machine. Yeah, <laughs> See, I'm looking at DC. Which, to be fair, they now say DC Entertainment, so Which I'm okay right. with that. Well, DC Entertainment, but Detective Comics Comics yeah. is not okay. It's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> One year anniversary, that is what anniversary means. <laughs> First anniversary. Yes. <laughs> okay, we're done. And we're done with our grammar issues. <laughs> grammar according to Grace. <laughs> so... One of the cars is leaking gas, which is obviously a big concern. Chamsek checks the kid that's inside there. He's he's not moving, but he's okay yeah. and he's responding. Um, and the I'm assuming parents mm-hmm. driving him is not. No. So they're going to work on getting the kid out. Um, T is helping the guy who's thrown from the car, and they carefully flip him over, and it is Apophis. This is my second jump scare <laughs> of the episode, and they're both because of Apophis. Yeah. Also, I did not think that Stargate could give me jump scares. <laughs> so, nice work, Apophis. Yeah, and, well, to be fair, T freaks out a bunch as, as, much yeah. as much as you did. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they're working on cutting the kid out of the red car as a fire starts. And as T is watching all of this, the sound starts floating in and out of, of what we can hear and what T can hear. Yeah. And T sees the other driver of a car who was dead as Bray reaching out and calling to him. Not good. No. And, and now that we know what he says and how the episode ends, yeah. what he says makes way more sense. Yes. Uh, th- this part... Again, knowing the way the show ends uh-huh. is so fucking genius to me. So I have never had to share my symbiote with another person. You have keep alive. You haven't? No, surprisingly oh. enough. <laughs> but I have been in a coma. Yes. And there are things that happen when you're in a coma where you're like, I was here for that. Yeah. <laughs> I was present for that moment. Um, which I think that's what Braytag, I think, 
in my mind, Braytac actually says this to Teal. Oh, I completely believe life. he does. In real life. And he says, save yourself. Yeah. Only Teal sees it in this skin of whatever yep. dream he's in. Yeah. Um, to me, that was genius. That was, it's beautifully done. Yeah. Um, the fire grows. Jack calls everyone out. And yet he's like, I have to go save Bray. He runs in. He's like, again, save yourself. He's like, I can't. He tries breaking the windshield. It's all very dramatic. Yeah. And then there's an explosion. Yeah, not good stuff. And we cut to Teal'c in the commissary at the SGC as he collapses on the floor and she calls for a medical team. (laughs) So in the infirmary, uh, Janet is checking him out. He's fine now. I love how Teal'c argues that he didn't faint. Yeah, I don't don't do that. (laughs) Uh, Clearly... That was just whatever Sam was saying was that boring. Yeah. <laughs> and I love the glare that Teal gives her. And she's like, and on that note, I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah. She's like, uh, this is uncomfortable and I don't feel good. Um, Teal wants to also leave. But Janet's like, nope. Um, <laughs> this is weird for you. And I'm Janet. So doctor's orders. Yeah. And he tries to lay down and relax. And at first you're like, Janet, why are you weirdly putting your hand on his forehead? Yeah. And then you're like, oh, Oh, for a nice transition? I accept that now. Got it. I am okay with this. More please. So he's now back in the fireman reality, and O'Neill is there in T's hospital room, Uh um, telling him that he is one lucky son of a bitch. (laughs) Yeah. T, T wakes up very confused. He's sure he saw Bray in that car, though, which is difficult since Bray is two floors up waiting for his new kidney. Yeah. Not the truth. And given what just happened, apparently they're considering postponing the surgery for a day or two, which T's like, no, Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. here now. We're doing this. I'm done. Yeah. But his head is pretty bad right now. Because, again, this is the part of his brain that's like, save yourself. Yeah. Don't give up your kidney slash uh-huh. symbiote. Slash junior. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jack heads off to see what med- West- Western medicine can do for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as he goes out, he hits the doorframe. Yeah. And it's the same way that Jack always does, but she never That's really realized he does. Yeah. Jack does that like all the time, leaving doors. Yeah, you know, I, you're right. Little... I never really considered it. And I think, and it's those are the type of quirks that you know. Obviously, I don't know Richard Dean Anderson, but right. those are the type of weird character quirks yeah. that I I could be completely wrong, and I might be planting this now in my memory. But I feel like MacGyver did as well. That makes me go, is it just, is that just an RDA quirk? It's like an idiosyncrasy, yeah, Yeah. of of specific people. Um, It's funny, we had a conversation about this at work the other day, not long ago, um, because in high-stress situation, everybody's things become more heightened and elevated, and so it's like, can you not sneeze? (laughs) <laughs> can you not rock in your chair that way and it's like you know what we've all do this and yeah. we've all done this forever so I, I like to think that there's someone in Jack's life or in RDA's yeah. life who's like can you not every yeah. time smack the-? like My- I wonder what his at home like the yeah. stain of handprint <laughs> must look like mine's a knee bounce I'm a knee bouncer yeah I know a lot of people are knee bouncers yeah um, that's true but yeah I have no idea what mine is, and I like it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, there. I only know the knee bouncer because uh, people are always stopping my knee. <laughs> because when I do I know it, I'm a loud typer, I will, which can get some people. Yes, I'm a loud typer as well. <laughs> but the knee bounce will, like, shake an entire table or an oh, entire yeah. row, so everyone's <laughs> always hitting my stop knee. Stop shaking the world. Um, 
So, it's your equivalent of Kaylee's corgi butt. It's the same as Kaylee's corgi butt. <laughs> so in the hallway, Jack runs into Bray and Shauna, and yeah. they're on their way to see T. Bray rolls his way down to T's room on his own, and uh, Shauna, you know, heads back to talk to Jack. She's heard T talking about how, you know, he thought it was Bray in that car in his sleep, and she's worried that the transplant is basically messing with his head. Mm. And, you know, Jack happens to know the resident psychiatrist around here. Hmm. He's good. You'll like him. Hmm. 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 Okay, I'm done. In T's hospital room. Bray is just looking out the window as Shauna and T just, just snog each other. I mean, they're not even, like... They're just... They're both out of prison type of snog. Snogging each yeah. other. Uh, and once they stop... He, like, he's about to let go of the door <laughs> on the Titanic. Like, yep. that's the type of kiss they have. Yes. So Bray, uh, once they stop, Bray rips T a new one. Yeah. Because apparently Bray was a fireman as well, and he's like, look, there's putting your life on the line, and then there's just being stupid. Yeah, being a big old dumb dummy. Shauna's like, well, it's fine. It's over. We've moved past it. Everyone, you know, is all right. Um, but Bray's like, no, he's not. Yeah. Which are not okay. starts to scare T. Yeah. He's like, you should be scared. He goes, why aren't you burned? Yeah. That explosion was right in your face. You don't even have a scratch. Again, I think it's a real Bray tag being yeah. like, get the fuck out of this dream. Um, well, this one, I think, because he's like, there's something well, wrong and true. he knows it. I think this is more of he's hearing some words. He heard what... It's like when you're in a nightmare and you're like, I know this isn't real, but I can't quite place why yes. and I can't get out of it. Yes. Yeah. Um, so back in the SGC infirmary... Jack and Janet accidentally wake up Tilk because he was sleeping huh. all night, which is not something that Tilk huh. does. No. And Tilk's kind of confused because his mind was filled with dreams and Tilk doesn't dream. So he's like, he's what? like, what are these pictures what? in my brain? <laughs> Why? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, you know, in, in Kelnorim, there's he's always a complete control of his images and type thing. Mm. Um, and it's usually not this real. He goes, it was so real. And I love Jack's like, ooh, I love when that yeah. happens. Because in his head, it's like Claudia Schiffer or whoever's yeah. appropriate for that time frame. I will admit, like, I love the times when it was a hyper-realistic dream and I wake up and you have that, like, lingering... Yeah, you're like, like God, feeling? that almost felt real. I yeah, know. Those are pretty good. I love... So I'm with Jack on that. Like, unless they're really not. Good. Unless they're nightmares and then you're like, oh, God. I will admit, that one. I... Knock on wood, either don't remember any of my nightmares uh-huh. or just haven't had a memorable one in like, like I'm talking decades. That's awesome. And I always, and I still will because it's been working for me. So why change my thought process sure. is I have a stuffed little foot oh, as yeah. in from land before time uh-huh. that sits next to the bed. He's taking care of shit. And he, he's a dinosaur yeah. and he scares away all the nightmares. That's awesome. This is what worked for my like nine-year-old self. <laughs> so I figured just keep rolling with it. I have Nathan Drake on the side of my yeah. bed. He just shoots things. Exactly. It's the same concept. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Same uh, concept. <laughs> <He> just, <laughs> just one's a, one's a baby dinosaur. And one is not. <laughs> and you one is Nathan Drake. which one is which. <laughs> <laughs> um, so even with like this odd fainting spell and his bad dreams, Janet says that Teal'c is still better off than 99% of her patients, which makes me want to know who that one patient is. Yeah. Who's better <laughs> off than the fucking dude with the, uh, is it Siler? Yeah. It yeah. might be Siler. Yep. <laughs> 
Uh, but Janet has given him clearance to go right after she checks Junior, and she flings the curtain close. And then it flings back open. And it flings back open. And this is the part where Nixie face. was like, don't look. I'm going to rewind this, you dumb dummy. For not Stop looking, looking down. <laughs> and then when I replayed it, your response was to yell at the screen. Yeah, let me tell you that my response... To Daniel, it surprises me every time. Yeah. Because it's always anger. <laughs> and I literally, I was like, damn it! <laughs> I, I can't shake this feeling that Daniel is, and it's funny. Yeah. Because I shared this with boyfriend Jesse, and I will share something personal with you guys. So, let me share the story first. Okay. When Jesse and I first dated, we, we stopped dating, and we took a break. And he's like, let's be friends. And, and I was like, okay. And then I went, no, thank you. Yep. I got to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so anytime I pop back into his life, it must have been hell. Because mm-hmm. he's like, I thought we couldn't be friends, mm-hmm. but I love you, but you don't want to be friends right now. Yeah. And I was like, no, I can't. I can't. So now every time Daniel pops back into our fucking life, I love him. And I want him to stay, and he's not gonna. And I'm like, shit, this must have been real life. What does it drink? Nixie is drinking so much drink right now. So there's this sense of anger mixed with love. Guys, my cup's almost empty. <laughs> so that's where I'm at right now. I love seeing him, it's but like it hurts. Love anger. It's yeah. It's like I love love hurt. Yeah. Love hurt. Love hurts. <laughs> But yeah, so every time I see him, there's this, there's this anger. And so as I'm telling Jesse this story, the side eye I got was the best side. You know, needless to say, things worked out and Jesse and I are not together. But I don't know. I mean, Daniel just keeps popping up whenever the fuck he wants right now. He's helping out Tilk. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I, I mean, at least he's here for good reason. He's here for a really good reason. And yeah. it gets real good. at the, the conversation between them gets real good near the end. So anyway, we see Daniel Jackson. He's I love he's just like, hi. Hi, it's me. I'm back from, from outer, outer space. space. <laughs> <laughs> to fuck up your life. Literally from outer space. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's one of the resident psychiatrists here. And, uh, and he just heard T would like to talk. So... He's like, you can call me Daniel. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, he just looks so familiar to T. Yeah. Are you sure we haven't met? It's like, uh, you know, I got one of those faces. And then Tana <laughs> goes, maybe in another life. God damn it. <laughs> if you believe that sort I of thing. I can't stop saying drink every time I say god damn it, I guess. <laughs> some people do. Um, he's just here to talk about whatever. The operation, the fact he got thrown across the street by an explosion. Uh-huh. And they do a nice walk and talk outside. And we learn, and you pointed this out, he just, he just leaves his coat. Yeah, he just leaves. <laughs> I've been in hospitals. They don't just let you leave. <laughs> and there's all these, like, ambling patients. There's a woman in the background who shows up with, like, red hair who looks like she needs to be strapped down somewhere. Because she's ambling around, like, where am I? What is life? But she just, like, he just puts his, like, jacket yeah. scrub thing on, like, a chain. Uh-huh. And just leaves it there. It's like, okay, gotta go now. Yep, yeah. That, and again, that's the dream part of yeah. things. Like, this is not normal. <laughs> Um, and we learn that technically Bray is not his stepfather. He just mm-hmm. raised him after his father yeah. died, which again, 
works the same as pretty appropriate. Teal can Bray tack. Um, and T is put off a little bit that Daniel already knows that he thought Bray was in that car. And this is a great conversation, especially when, again, you're you're watching it knowing the end. Mm-hmm. That Teal, you know, subconsciously is afraid, like we talked, is afraid of giving up a vital part of himself. Yeah. He's not going to be himself anymore. No. Because his junior kidney. Yeah. Junior kidney. His junior kidney. Um, <laughs> is part of his identity. Yeah. And uh, T is adamant that he's not afraid. Gina points out that all that denial is quite a burden to carry. (laughs) (laughs) And until he's ready to let that burden go, he can't allow the operation to go forward. Blah! And and you're you're rewatching this, and you're like, is he offering Tilk Ascension here? It's almost... It almost sounds like he is. I think that's what he does when he shows up. He's like, hey, uh, anybody looking to ascend? Because the talking about the burden. Letting go of the burden. And letting go of the burden is the exact same thing that Elma was talking about. Well, it's about. the same idea because in this state, if Teal lets go, he dies. It is. A.K.A. ascends. Yeah, because if he lets, if he doesn't take Junior back. Right. And he lets break, if he lets Braytech keep Junior. Yeah. Then, you know, at some point, Tilk will die if he's not passing them back and forth. It really, yeah, the, the whole conversation can be translated into like, hey, are you ready to ascend? And he's like, well, I don't know where I feel. He's like, well, if you ascend, you have to let this go. And yep. with you're not ready for ascension, go back. Take yeah. your kidney with you. Yeah. Take your kidney and go and home. Get, yeah, basically. <laughs> it's really fucking smart. Holy moly. I don't know why Chris Jeff doesn't write more. Yeah. He's, it's a great... It's a great so metaphor, good. yeah. I'm pretty sure, like, Daniel can tell that, like, Teal'c wouldn't... Like, if Teal'c doesn't survive, he would help Teal'c ascend. Yeah. Full stop. Daniel yeah. would help Teal'c ascend if he wanted oh, to. Oh, yeah. Um, and I love the line that Daniel has, that in medicine we don't destroy one man's life to save another. Which is true. And, um... Well, as far as we know. Yeah. And, uh... And that's when T is like, look at me. I'm the, he- the healthiest damn human being you've ever seen and you know it. Except I are not human. And Daniel points out he's not talking about his body. Yeah. <laughs> because clearly that's fine. Like, yeah. as in, okay, not fine as in, damn, I mean. Both, I mean, it is fine, both. but also, yeah. I'm going to walk away now. <laughs> so he's having, I was like, and we're ending. So he's having nightmares. And yesterday he was in a full-blown hallucination. Uh, and Daniel just wants to help T save Bray, mm-hmm. um, but T has some personal reckoning to do. Right first. again, you're not ready to ascend. Yeah, um, but for now, Daniel has to go because he's extremely late for his next appointment. And I want to know what appointment actual Daniel is late for. Huh? Huh? <laughs> well, it's like, what's next? Is he going to try to get Sam to ascend? Like, what's going to happen? Well, I mean, Sam's not in the life or death thing. Yeah, it's true. So far, and neither has Jonas. Right now, we've had Jack in that place, and now Teal'c in that place. Like rubbing my face in stress. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, because every time Daniel shows up, one of the team is basically someone's dying next to dying. Yeah, and I believe at some point in the middle of all this, it happened some point earlier where you started yelling at the TV Uh that if they kill Braytech, oh yeah. Oh, I was really upset. You were, like, super upset because the entire episode. That's where my brain went. I, you know, I hadn't quite figured out the story yet, which, in, you know, in my defense, is not that easy to figure out. And they purposely make it like that. Yeah. You know? And so my thought was, oh, Braytech's gonna die. Yeah. Braytech is dying. Braytech's gonna die. 
And then I was stuck in this loop of a thought, and I kept yelling at the TV, <laughs> and then at poor Nixie. My God, poor Nixie. I was like, if they kill Braytac. I'm like, this knitting is really interesting right yeah. now. And I was like, if they kill Braytac right now, I am done. I was like, this knitting is really interesting right now. So, yeah. Hug the dog more. <laughs> keep, keep hugging that dog. And poor Kaylee's like, ah, oh, my Slytherin heart. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so as T heads back to the main building, he actually ends up in the SGC corridor. Yeah. And the Stargate is open, and they've been just waiting for Teal before they head through. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you know how much it costs to keep this thing on? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, Teal is like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I'm focused. He's not that focused, guys. Yeah. And on top of things, he's very confused. But they head through the gate anyway. And then Teal'c ends up in a hospital, in a dimly, moodily lit hospital corridor in his full mission gear. Yeah. With, he ends up finding Apophis looking full Apophis. And and the best part of this too is like, Teal'c looks, not that we ever see Teal'c scared, period, but the most scared. The most scared we've ever I've seen Teal'c, ever seen. Like, if I saw Teal'c this scared, I would automatically feel scared no matter how safe exactly. I was. I'll be like, oh shit. Yeah. Something terrible is happening. Yeah. yeah. No matter how, what, no matter what my mood was seconds before. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and Apophis tells him he's afraid to die because he knows Apophis will be waiting for him in the afterlife. And yeah. Tilk's like, no. No, no fuck you. No, thank you. Um, with all of his soul, he goes, no. Yeah. And yells until Apophis is gone. And mm-hmm. a nurse comes up to him going, are you lost? And it's now T. Yeah. What he's very the fuck con- is happening? <laughs> he's very confused. He's in some hospital ward full of people. He has no clues going on. He starts running down the corridor. Uh-huh. And on the way, we see Apophis now as a surgeon. Yeah. Telling him he can't escape his More fate. bad times. More bad times. And calling him a shulva. Uh. And T opens the door. Uh-huh. And he is back into the gate room. Yep. With Jack waiting again for him. Do you know how much it costs to keep this thing open? That's, here's the other great part of this metaphor is that open gate in my mind yes. is the gold in nobody's body. Yeah. It's like, put this somewhere. This is costing <laughs> lives. Yeah. 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 How much it's costing to keep this thing. Front, yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, because um, what's what's the exact line? Yeah. Do you know how much it costs to keep this thing open? Yeah. You it know? Cost a life. And uh, by now, Teal can sense that something is wrong. He must have, like, he must have taken it. He's like, the rest of the team is confused. Teal starts undoing his jacket, trying to get to Junior. And by now, the team is worried. Mm -hmm. Jack's like, shut the gate down. As Teal crumbles to the floor in pain, yelling that Junior's gone to help him. Oh, my God. (laughs) Teal's no symbiote freak out is the way my notes read. (laughs) Which also sounds like the great name for, like, um... Like a football play. Yeah. Let's no, do the, the, t- the no symbiote freak out. <laughs> <laughs> and considering Chris Judge and his sons all play football, yep. it's great. Yep. <laughs> Where somebody falls, <laughs> plays dead, <laughs> but he does not have the ball because no yep. symbiote. No symbiote. <laughs> and then the symbiote person holder. That's what. That's right. That's how symbiote I said that. Symbiote person holder. <laughs> That person runs and scores. <laughs> scores. It's an automatic score. Yeah. Um, and now we cut to reality for the first time in this episode. 
I would I would be very safe in saying the first time we cut to it. Yeah. Um, we're in the battlefield at the edge of a lake. I mean, holy battlefield. There's more dead than you can count. It's pretty gnarly. And we zoom into Braytech and Teal'c barely holding on to life. Yeah. And we see Teal'c take Junior out of Braytech's pouch and put it into his own, telling Braytech to hold on, old man. He's yeah. hoping his friends will come. Yep. So, Holy shit. back to what we are now realizing is a dream hallucination. Uh-huh. Uh, T and Shauna are in bed. Uh, apparently, they already did the transplant. Mm-hmm. It was successful. Um, but Teal'c doesn't remember any of it, which frightens him. Right. Um, and she insists, you know, whatever woke him up is just a dream. But it's not a dream to T. And he mm-hmm. tells Shauna that he feels like he's going insane. Yeah. And he admits to Shauna... And he's like, she's, he's like, you have to promise not to tell anyone. But when he's in his dream, which is some military underground base, his life here with Shauna is the dream. Mm-hmm. And when I'm here, then that's the dream. And it's becoming so real, he can't tell anymore. I mean, this is... Deep. This is dance. <laughs> this is dance stuff. I, I imagine to someone who's experienced any type of um, hallucination or yeah. any time of personality splits mm-hmm. of any sort or any type of like bipolar disorder. Yeah. This must be a little bit triggering because yeah. imagine I can't imagine if I had dreams that felt real. Yeah. Um, and at some point your your brain's telling you, look, just end all of it and mm-hmm. then you're fine. Yeah. How do you tell that thing no? Because when you can't tell which one is real. Yeah. And you in the the, the concept of trying to break your connection with one reality so that you can stay in one of the two realities. Yeah. Yeah. Or neither. Or neither. Or as, a as, third as this one. is trying to do. Yeah. Exactly. Um it's it's fucked up how even when it's broken, your brain's trying to tell you, no, I'm not broken. Let's fix like let's it's, make this unbroken. It's it's finding any way to make sense of your situation. Yeah. It's it's the brain is one of the brain's most amazing skills is finding patterns in everything. Right. Right. So. Holy crap. The world is is math. This is his brain trying to make a pattern out of what he's experiencing. Yeah. Our brain is this great, powerful, dangerous thing. (laughs) Very dangerous at times. (laughs) Um, So. T heads to the hospital the next day to see Bray. Mm-hmm. Uh, T's doing great, but Bray's body is rejecting the new kidney. Yeah, and I like the way he tries to scare the kidney back into it. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're still pumping Bray full of anti-rejection meds, but Bray's come to the point that if he doesn't make it, then he's ready to go. Yeah. And Teal'c's like, fuck you. And this is where I was like, I think this is where I yelled again. And I yeah. was like, you cannot kill Bray Tech. That's exactly, yeah. Um, Bray wonders why we're so afraid of dying Mm. and that he isn't. But T's like, no, I'm afraid of you dying. Yeah. I'd rather die myself than let you die. Right. Because he didn't go through all of this so Bray could give up. Mm -hmm. Which I question whether it's giving up or not. No, I think Bray and Mm Braytech in reality see this as like, this isn't gonna work. Yeah. And I'm not as much as Teok doesn't want to see Bray die, Bray doesn't want to see Teok die. No, and in in him, it's it's not necessarily to me, especially in a situation like this. It's not giving up; it's fighting in a different way. Yeah, and it's like you're younger and you're stronger right yeah. now, and you are the next step. You, so I should go, and you should stay. Exactly, I've yeah. trained you in order for you to take this mantle right. without me supporting you anymore. Right. 
Um, and it's one of those situations where both of them are so goddamn stubborn. Yeah. That neither one of them are going to let the, like. They're both, neither will die because of sheer stubbornness. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's what it ends, it comes out to at the end. They're both alive because both of them are so goddamn stubborn. Too stubborn to die. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so outside the hospital, Daniel and T have a sit down and a picnic table. Oh, God. This scene is like a master class in something. (laughs) In things. (laughs) So T fills Daniel in on that Bray's body's rejecting the new kidney. And Daniel reminds him, he's like, look, you've done everything you could have done. Why? Why are you going through all this? Right. Like, all of this, the kidney and the nightmares. Mm -hmm. Why do you think all this is happening? And he's he, trying so hard to guide him towards the reality. He's basically trying to hit him over the head. Yeah. Um, and he's like, well, the nightmares are gone. Daniel's like, bitch, please. Yeah, don't don't try to lie to me. <laughs> um, I I know what they're about. No, Shauna didn't tell me. He goes, I just... I know no, things. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I know the things. <laughs> I drink and I know things. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, this is why it's pretty obvious. It, like, this part is actually Daniel. Yeah. This is not part of a dream. No. Daniel is Daniel. And I think the whole time Daniel oh, is no. Daniel. Yeah. I think I think it's one of those where if you were... I think he for sure the whole time Daniel's been Daniel. It's more of like, if you if weren't was sure... Doubt. Yeah. It's pretty clear Daniel's Daniel. Yeah. That's true. And he comes up with some, oh, no, we talked about this before, but you don't remember, excuse. Uh-huh. Um, but tell me again. And they start walking and talking. And he explains it, that this, his whole fire team is there, and they go to places, and they try to make a difference, and they try to help people. And Daniel's like, so you're firemen? He goes, no. I'm no. in. Huh? Yeah. And he starts describing the Stargate, and that he's a Jaffa, and he has this thing in his gut, a symbiote, and this is my brain where it cuts to Deep Space Nine, episode Far Beyond the Stars, and go, oh, she's got a worm in her belly. That's disgusting. <laughs> Interesting, but disgusting. <laughs> You'll get that soon. Don't worry. Nice. It's better than uh, the stupid, what is it? Uh, what's the new trailer where, is it? Is it the new Ant-Man? No. Uh, wait. Where she says symbiote. Oh. I, uh, I can't remember which movie it was now. I don't remember either. But I was but so I angry. It. And it's like, I really like you, Jenny Slate. But that's... I know that it's technically right. Yeah. But it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. So Daniel makes the comparison that we've been making this entire time that the symbiote is kind of like a kidney. Huh. Something T might be hesitant to give up. Hmm. Um, is Bray anywhere in your dream? Uh, and he's like, I can't tell what's real anymore. Yeah. Uh, is this the real life? Is, is this, this just, just fantasy? Caught in a battlefield. No, no escape, escape from, from reality. reality. Um, and they continue to discuss how both of them seem real when he's in them. Open your eyes. So Daniel points out that you should open your eyes and see that they both can't be real. <laughs> I'm just a poor Jaffa. <laughs> I need no sympathy. Okay, I'm done. Because Junior is easy come, easy, easy go. go. <laughs> Little hunt. Anyways, uh, so Daniel points out that while he's trying to figure out which one is real, maybe he's missing a larger option. That yeah. Neither one of them is real. Yowza. If he can't distinguish between them... Imagine. Imagine if Daniel weren't a benevolent being. Yeah. (laughs) Imagine this. Him telling him that neither is real. Imagine 
Daniel is Aubrey mm-hmm. Plaza in Legion. Yeah, because that's kind She's, of what Daniel is right now. He, If that were the case, he's telling Teal'c to kill himself. He is. And that's really shitty. And terrifying. Yeah. Because maybe it's because he doesn't belong in either reality. Yeah. And then Teal's, T's like, so what do I do? And then the gut clincher is the Meridian music kicks in. Oh. And Daniel tells him to hang on there just a little bit longer. And Daniel says, I haven't left your side, Teal'c. And I'm not going to. This part was not okay. That's a promise. Yeah. Calling him Teal. I'm fine. <laughs> this is fine. It was that it's I think somehow having the Meridian music kick in. Yeah. Like just whether you're aware of it or not, just enough to twist the knife a little further. Yeah. yeah. In <laughs> case you weren't already feeling all the feels. Um, Let's add a little more feels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we see Jack's hand coming into the frame, and then it's Tilk, our Tilk, real Tilk, mm-hmm. laying on the gate ramp, injured, beaten up, and we're back in actual reality. Yeah. Um, and Janet's there asking him how long he's been without Junior, and yes, Braytech is alive thanks to Tilk, mm. and both of them are taken away to the OR. Hammond comes in wondering what the hell happened. Yeah. Uh, Jack said that it was a setup. There was no meeting of rebel leaders. It was an ambush from the start. And there's over a hundred rebel Jaffa are dead. Probably most of the leaders. All of them have had their symbiotes removed except for Braytac. Mm -hmm. And him and Teal'c are the only survivors. Fuck, fuck, shit, fuck. I mean, that's basically the hundred leaders of the rebel Jaffa. Yeah. But here's the thing, though. You take out the the leaders and you're only going to make these rebels more more pissed off. Yeah. More determined. Yeah. Um, you may have gotten a short-term victory, but you've yeah. made the long-term it's a, what's war. What's the word? A pyrrhic victory. Yeah, you've made the war a lot harder for yourselves. Yep. So it's been three days of them alone on that battlefield, splitting a symbiote back and forth. Yeah. Because <sighs> Tilk knew that his team would show up when he was late. Oh, God. Tilk knew yeah. he just had to last long enough because he knew his team would yep. come. Yep, yep. Um, I'm not crying. <laughs> and until they found him like that, they didn't even know that two Jaffa could survive on one symbiote. Yeah. And, you know, it's anyone's guess what the chances of survival are for any of them. So in the briefing room an hour later, Janet reports in that they were able to stabilize them, but they're splitting symbiote time the same way that Teal'c was before. And they have even, she's like, I have no clue how long it's going to last. Right. So Janet is impressed that Teal'c had the strength or the wherewithal to keep it up on his own. Like, to physically take Junior and yeah. pass him back and forth. To yeah, physically reach into your own gut, take yeah. the thing that keeps you alive, and put uh-huh. it in someone else's body. And then take it out of what is the most important person in your life. Yeah. And put it back into your body. Also, let's hear it for fucking Junior. Oh, dude. Working double time. Junior, again... This is the end of Junior, yeah. but he goes out like a motherfucking badass. He's like, I kept two of you assholes alive, I know, and like, I'm tired <laughs> now, and I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Um. So they can't just go out and get another symbiote, because it's all but impossible to find right now. Right now, Probably partly because the Gould keep eating Gould soup, I'm assuming. Yeah. Remember that Gould soup <laughs> yep. thing? Yep. So Hammond uh, lets us know that he's already contacted Tokra, and Jacob is on his way. Um, but if it comes down to a jo- choice, Jack asks, 
And Hammond reminds him that Teal'c has already made his choice. Yeah. And he's gone through hell to see it through. And he just hopes it doesn't come to that. Yep. How pissed would Braytag be if he woke up and found that Teal'c sacrificed himself for him? I mean, but also how pissed would Teal'c be yeah. if he woke up? Like, there's no there's, not getting an angry Jafar here. It is a no-win scenario. <laughs> yeah. It is either win-win or everyone else dies. <laughs> so cut to the gate room and Jacob arriving. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see Jonas come in and check in on Teal'c and Braytag and sort of awkwardly try to talk to Teal'c. And Teal calls him Proby. And this is the part where we see, like, um, Proby slash Jonas repeating the line of, you're the one who made me feel like part of this team. Because it's true. Because Tonus... Oh, um, eating ice cream together. And clearly... It's like flashback <laughs> to like a little like vignette or like a little... Time after time. And it's like just them slow motion eating ice you cream or him eating a banana. <laughs> time after time. Uh, and clearly the dreams are or, continuing. I will remember <laughs> you. Na, 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 na. Um... And uh, so Jacob and the team, the rest of the team, come into the OR, and we learn that all three of them, Junior, Teal'c, and Braytech, are all critical. Janet has had to let Braytech have Junior for a lot longer, just because of his age and everything, mm-hmm. but the strain of keeping both of them alive is too much for Junior. He's not going to last much longer. Yeah. Um, and Janet is pretty sure he's too weak to save either of them. He's just a tiny little badass doing the best he can. Exactly. So at this point, it's like, she's not sure any any of the three of them will survive. But then Jacob has at least a short-term solution. And he holds up a purple vial of tritonin. Oh, yeah. And the Jack's, slurm factory. Jack's like, isn't that gold slurm? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's more refined than that. But... Basically, yeah, that's it's just ground up gold. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but the Toker have modified it specifically for Jaffa as a way to free Jaffa from symbiote dependence and therefore dependence on the gold, mm-hmm. but it hasn't been tested yet. Yeah, first time is as good a time for any. So, somehow... That didn't make any sense, that's okay. The part, I think this is the part of the episode that I'm most going, huh? Even with all the confusion that happened earlier, that Janet is somehow worried at this point that um, it's just going to make the two of them dependent on Tritonin? Yeah, no, at this point, I don't think our usual Janet would be this concerned no. about that. She'd be like, yep, keep him alive, we'll deal with that in the next episode. It's like, isn't it better than dead? And isn't it no different than any other medication that you become dependent right, on. Right. Like, right. Since when does she not <laughs> prescribe opioids? Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm like uh, and I'm like, I'm sure someone at the SGC somewhere takes insulin. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's the same thing. This is, yeah, that's pretty appropriate. <laughs> um and Janet's like, well And even if it were this deal, the Janet that we've come to know is a little bit chaotic in her need to keep yes. people alive. She would be like, this will keep them alive. We'll deal with the addiction later. Exactly. <laughs> so Janet's like, I don't know if this is what Teal could want. And mm. Sam points out that um, actually it could lead to the freedom of the Jaffa from ghoul oppression, which yeah. is basically Teal's core operating yeah, motive. That's his purpose. So. <laughs> so Hammond pulls out a great little do it. Do it. And uh, <laughs> I think Jack realizes that this is this means the end of Junior. Yeah. This means no more. And then junior. that's when 
Jack has a little junior montage. Uh-huh. And that's where <laughs> I will remember you. Comes in. But it's all just shots of, of symbiotes. <laughs> like weird ones from like Hathor or from the Slurm Factory. And then like like Jack just making sad face. <laughs> that's how that one works. So at some point later in the R.I.P. Slimy friend. R. R.I.P. Junior. Aww. Um. Later on in the infirmary, Teal'c is recovering, um, looking much better. Mm-hmm. And Daniel stops in wearing that sweater again. <laughs> it's no dream this time. Yep. He just wanted to make sure Teal'c was okay, and he tells Teal'c that Braytek is fine too, thanks to Teal'c. Yeah. And Teal'c's like, "Well, no, it's because of you." And he's like, "No, you did all of it." Uh-huh. Um. He's he's like, "I don't know anyone who could have done what you did. You kept both of you alive for three days without thinking about yourself." Shit. And uh, Teal'c's like, "That's not what I experienced." Yeah. Um, yeah. And Daniel points out that his mind took him where he needed to go in order to get through things. That's his mind coped the best it could. But this, this is real. Yeah. And he, when he wakes up, when Teal'c wakes up, everything is going to be fine. And oh, Teal'c goes, no. is that a promise, Daniel Jackson? And he goes, that's a promise. And Teal'c goes to sleep and we pan out and Daniel is gone. But there are some really, really, really distracting <laughs> yeah. posters. That part is a little weird. It's like, <laughs> let's all come down from this. What the hell's that? <laughs> let's all take a minute to breathe in silence. It's like when someone, when you take a moment of silence. Yeah. And there's the one person who chooses that time to start coughing. <laughs> yeah, no. It's like, dude, moment of silence time. It's moment of silence time. Hold it. Which reminds me somehow because it's, I absolutely love the story that James Corden told when he got back from the royal wedding. Oh, right. About how he needed to like sneeze. He was, he was trying, he, when it came to, um, the guy going, if basically, oh, yeah. speak now or forever hold your peace. You know, if any knows why reasons why these yeah. two should not be married. And, and James Corden's like, I had to sneeze in that moment so badly. I've never had to sneeze as badly in my yeah, life. That sounds about right. <laughs> and yep. he just internally consumed the sneeze. Yeah. He's just like, I'm pretty sure I just busted an, an, an eye vessel, a blood vessel. But that's not where you sneeze. Yeah. At a giant, no. like, formal no. broadcast to the world just, wedding. I ate the sneeze. I ate it. <laughs> um, but yeah. Oh gosh, that's a that's that's what happened. Oh gosh, this episode. Yeah. Oh, uh, number one <laughs> with a bullet. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. Let's get to it real quick. Let me tell you the name of uh, next week is Memento. Okay. Memento is next week. Does it star Guy Pierce? It does not. <laughs> Sorry. Fine. Uh, but let's go to rankings because I told you that I knew for a fact your rankings for the uh, season would change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did. Number one with no. a bullet. Number one above descent. Yeah. Oops, that is not the right. And that I think pick. that drops off Allegiance. Which one is Paradise Lost again? That is the one with Jack and, um, and what's his face. Yes. Okay. Um, I kind of want to drop Paradise Lost instead of Allegiance. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can do. Um, I'm actually debating whether this goes above Abyss for me. Oh, okay. I mean, Abyss is good, and Abyss is the the, the it's Daniel the and other Jack Daniel show. episode. This one is just—I mean, it's your call. Yeah, it's your list. But this one is heads and shoulders above the other it one, is, just because of the story. And that's kind of what I'm gearing towards. But yeah. it is interesting that my top two are the two with Daniel coming to save all the rest of his team. Damn it, Daniel! <laughs> 
Yeah, and I'm actually also going to drop Paradise Lost off my list. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's a fun episode, but now it's like it's a and it's a good episode. It's a great episode. It's just when you're talking about those hallmarks that you come back from this yeah. episode, from this season to watch. Right. It's this is more of a big moment in Stargate. Yes. Yeah. And also R.I.P. Junior. R.I.P. Junior. Yeah. Um, we have another Martin Wood cameo. Yep. Um, I don't think we have no, any indeeds. indeeds. Yeah. Um, well, he was too busy, you know. He was a different. He was a different person most yeah. of the episode. <laughs> but uh, no, for crying out loud, either. And we don't get. We don't have another teal death. Thank goodness. And there's no pray tech death. No, is a junior death count as a death? <sighs> Do we want to count that? No, as... I kind of want to let him go out without being okay. a pun. Alrighty. Yeah. R.I.P. Junior. R.I.P. Junior. Um. Ah. Oh, this has been a week. Yeah. Um we love you guys. Well, Thanks for listening. We have we have a new we have a oh, new we Patreon. Do. Okay. Uh Neil Johns. Thank you. Thank you. Um you're awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is a nice cathartic episode. Thanks for letting us do this. Yes. Um and yeah, we'll see you guys next week with Memento. Uh, and everybody hopefully in full health. Yeah. <laughs> full batteries. You can find us on Facebook. No, you start. Oh, you can find us on Twitter at Tara Podcast. You can find us at Facebook at There's No Place Like Tara. Uh, you can email us at There's No Place Like Tara at gmail.com. And you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash There's No Place Like Tara. Uh, we love you guys. We will see you next week with Memento. Bye. Okay, now time now. Bye. Bye.